Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't no so, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. This week, there are no moral victories in Buffalo as the Dolphins now lose three straight. The Heat surprising everybody winning four straight games. And, of course, the Panthers are still trying to keep their head above water as they've been inconsistent in their last three games. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, So-So. Welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So-So. If you haven't already, make sure you help us on our way to 500 subscribers on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. And drop a comment on our latest video, Week Fans Only. Uh, only Fans. Only Fans. Week, week 15. 15. That's the one. Yeah, That's why go. he's here, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's why I'm here. And also, shout out to everybody that has already subscribed. Facts. Thank you guys so much. You know that means the world to us. We just want to share this content. You know, we, we, we were passionate about our sports down here. You know what I mean? Our South Florida sports. And, uh, you know, we've been on a mission and we have you guys uh, supporting us. So we appreciate that. But be a friend. Tell a friend. Tell them to subscribe. Uh, it helps us out on this journey. What's going on, So? A lot, man. We've been uh, busy, right? We've been busy. <gasps> end of the year will do that to you, dog. End of the year. Got a lot of stuff going on. Um, getting ready for 2023, right? We got a lot of stuff. Uh, and we're kicking off 2023, like, already with a, a dope interview lined up. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to Kev. And, uh, yeah, man, just trying to stay busy, you know, keep up with the teams. And, um, you know, if, if we're going to jump straight into it, like, we... I know you enjoyed your weekend, right? That's you took your a show. You, know, <laughs> you, you, t- you enjoyed you your weekend, right? I enjoyed my weekend. Um, but we were just so busy, dog. Like, it's, it's, it feels like every week, like, as soon as we're done recording, it's like, boom, on to the next project, next podcast, and obviously watching all this stuff unfold, man. So it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, plus you got holidays, and I got I don't know why everybody in my, like, family and close friend circle <laughs> decided to now have kids in the last four or five years Bro. all around Christmas time. Yeah. You know, and it's a no, you know, I'm not saying it because of anything as far as financial. I mean, you know, I'll double down. I'll get you a gift for, for both your birthday and for Christmas, but... It's just so many activities. It's just a birthday it's a party. I, I had back-to-back days. I had kids' parties, dog. Sheesh. You know how that shit goes. You and know that's in the middle of the day. You you're know drinking. How that goes. You're hot. Well, I mean, you might be drinking. It might not. It depends on the venue. And I was not drinking. Oof. But that's even worse. Actually, one of them was on me. I just didn't even feel like drinking, honestly. All right. You know, I wasn't in the mood to drink. But spent time with kids, bro. Just a lot of parties. And now holiday parties. Work's ending. Dude. You're trying to get things squared off with work. Plus, you got things already coming up in the new year. I got a wedding that's coming up in the beginning of the bro. It's just it's, it's gonna a be a, a crazy next it's couple a lot. of weeks here. And then, uh, and then uh, on top of all of that, you're riding the emotional roller coaster of what it is to be a Miami sports fan right now. You know what I mean? Like we we look at our team and it's like, oh man, what's 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 going on? You know, because they all three of them at this very point look very different than what we're accustomed. to. To see in these teams, right? Or what we got used <laughs> for to. For good or for bad. <clears throat> right? No. Mo- right? Mostly good in some cases with the Dolphins. But for the other teams, it's been mostly bad. And if we start with the Dolphins, right? You know, you you, you got to look at the season in, in pieces. And when you look at the season in pieces, it's like, man, we've been really good at times, right? On one side of the football or the other, whether it's defense or offense. And then there have been other times of the season where we've been really bad on either side of the ball. And that's been a telltale sign of how this season has gone. You know, you look at some of the scores, you look at some of the results that we've had. Uh, You and I were talking earlier about some of the games that we're going to look back on after the season is over and be like, yo, you know, maybe that game would have made the difference in our season. Maybe we get an extra position or some shit like that. Sure. And then, you know, just just riding the wave, you know, of of what it is to be a Dolphins fan right now. We go up to Buffalo. We have a hell of a game, right? We we see a performance, and we don't really get crazy, crazy, right? But we're in the game, snowing and all this stuff. Hey, well, it, it didn't start snowing until ten minutes left in the game. True, the whole game was was nice. It was good, open, you know, True. nice weather. Cold, granted, you know, it was definitely cold. Which, dog, did you see those Buffalo fans, the ones that were shirtless, bro? Wild. 
And they're out there like that every week, I, right? Which is like mind boggling. But like, I was I was looking at that. I'm like, you see, that's why like you'll never catch one of us. Like we, <laughs> we ain't me. that stupid. Miami fans are normally like, you know, we're we're warm blooded. You know, what right. I mean? we gotta be somewhere warm, so you won't catch us out there with our shirt off. But nah. Not me, not me. I'm too skinny for that shit. But yeah, the weather didn't really come into play till the last quarter and the last ten minutes at that. And True. I really don't think that it had that much of an effect because we were. It, it was. It, it wasn't the reason we couldn't keep that last drive alive. In, in my opinion, wasn't because of the weather. It was because of the play calls. Correct. And and, and all, on one position, like one part of that position, really. Yeah. And if you look at it, the, that's what ultimately what led us to lose the game, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Right? Because fourth quarter starts, we're up eight. Right. Opportunities are there to be had. And we have inconsistent drives, players dropping balls and just ultimately leaving the door open for a team like Buffalo who can do that on any team. Right. Especially versus the third worst defense in the NFL. They're going to be able to do that and come back. And they did, you know, and then we end up losing the points, the game by three points when we left ourselves a good, what, 10, 17 points, 13 points out there on the field. Kind of hard to take this loss, but when you look at it as a whole, kind of like what we talked about on OnlyFans, right? Um, go check that out if you haven't already. Hit that like button. You know, we talked about how this, you look at this game, and you're like, man, there's some positives to take away from it, but the negatives that we look at or that we have, right, are real glaring negatives, you know? Um, we lose 32 to 29. Tua has a good game. Not necessarily a great game, but he definitely didn't have a bad game. Uh, but the defense just didn't do enough, right? Like I said, we had that eight-point lead going into the fourth quarter or starting the fourth quarter. And then getting a stop on their first possession of the fourth quarter, right? It's like, okay, we got to build some momentum off of this. And we couldn't for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, I got to give a special shout-out to, to Raheem Mostert. First of all, for having a, a tremendous day in the backfield, actually doing everything that he could do with the 17 carries that he got. Amazingly, he went over 100 yards, first running back to go over 100 yards in the first quarter in, in like 30 seasons. That's nuts. Which that's is wild. Nuts. And then we go away from that guy, which is the crazy part to me because like that just shows the the inexperience that Mike McDaniel has sometimes of trusting Tua too, too much and saying, yeah, go out there and make the throws to win us the game. Which again, Tua did for his for the most part. He didn't make bad throws in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, crunch time, right? Those clutch moments. He didn't play bad, but he we saw drops. You know, we saw whack play calling. We saw you know inconsistency on the offense. We saw Tyreek Hill drop passes. You know, run run routes that that looked a little off, which was strange because he's probably been our most consistent player the entire season, right? Where even when things are going great, even when things are going bad, Tyreek Hill has always been there. And this was a game that I that I thought he would be the X factor, and he really wasn't. You know, he had that touchdown drop in the first quarter, which kind of killed us. And then back right after that, Sherfield dropped his touchdown catch, and then we end up having to settle for three points when we could have gotten the touchdown and really changed the dynamic of that game. That Sherfield one hurts, hurts, man, because Tua, Tua could not have thrown a better ball than he did in, in that. The, in the pocket. In that, that moment right there. And he just straight up dropped it, man. But, I mean, on Tyreek, yeah, it wasn't his best performance. You know, he still made plays down the stretch that we needed True. him to catches. You know, he started off shaky, which is not like Tyreek. But he made the plays that were necessary. And uh, he actually owned up to it. You know, he said himself that he didn't have a good performance. Right. Yeah, I mean, he tweeted it after the game. Uh, I will never play like that again, Finns. Talking to Finns Nation, you know. Bad performance for myself last night. I'll be better. Peace sign. Yeah, that's awareness. But it's awareness that he that they that he recognizes we lost an opportunity there. You feel me? And, and and we talked about it last week how this game was not necessarily a must win for the sake of the season. It was a must win for the sake of our momentum. The a must win for the sake of our belief that we're good enough, right? That we can beat teams in, under harsh conditions on the road, no matter what. I'm not saying that we can't, but having lost this game just keeps that question open. Like, damn, because now we have to wait to see it in the playoffs, right? Because going into New England, uh, it's going to be a hard game. But if we play like we did on Sunday, we're going to smash the Patriots, right? They've had inconsistencies with their with their offense. The Patriots have their own issues. They have their Luckily own issues. for us, both the Jets and the Patriots lost this weekend. Correct. 
I don't know if you saw. I'm sorry to sidetrack <laughs> this here, but I, I have to bring it to bring it up. Bring it up. Go ahead. Did you see how the Patriots? <clears throat> I did. Lost Tell everybody what happened on that on that play right there. Well, so for those of you that didn't watch the game, on the last play of the game, they're tied up. Bill Belichick is thinking, let's just run the ball. We're going to take this to OT. We're going to win this in OT. They ran the ball with Ramondre Stevenson, who ended up getting deep into the secondary, made a big play. And I guess he realized, like, oh, shit, I didn't, you know, they didn't think I was going to get this far ahead. Right. And said, you know what, let's see, maybe we can win it right here. Made one pass back to Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers, I guess, in that moment just had a, a lapse in judgment and just thought he needed to make another pass to Go win the game. Down, guy. Threw the ball all the way back across his body, across the field. To Mac Jones. To Mac Jones, who was the last player available. Mac Jones gets leveled. No. First, Chandler Jones catches it, intercepts it, disgusting, right. and then trucks Mac Jones he, on his way to the end like zone for the walk-off sl- slash touchdown. Stiff arm, right, because he pushed him down almost, dog. And then you see that photo on ESPN of like Mac Jones getting smushed. Basically, it was like, oh man. But I'm sure I was telling the guys at the barbershop tonight, Madison, for fact, shout out to Jonathan at Goodfellas and Javi at Goodfellas, um, and Eric too, dog. Those are all the homies. Uh, and I was telling my barber, I'm like, yo. This dude, Mac Jones, is never, ever going to live that photo down. Because, like, if 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 Mark Sanchez never got to live down the buff fumble, right? Like, this dude is never going to live, like, being stiff down on a play. And what the hell was that player even thinking, throwing it back to Mac Jones, dog? Because Mac Jones clearly was not expecting the ball, dog. You know what I mean? So, no, like, he, but, he didn't even fight no, for no, it. No, no, no. But he, that will get... I mean, people will always talk about this, kind of like the Judavian Clowney, yes. you know, whenever that play that... It, it, it shouldn't have been called the first down, and they called it a first down. Very next play, he rocks the guy and picks up the ball like that. You know, certain play like that right. you're gonna remember because the, the defensive player Chandler Jones made a hell of a play there. Mac Jones had no. He, I mean, he was a victim. Had no business. He was a victim that. there, so <laughs> you can't you can't blame that guy. Nah. But anyways, Patriots got their own problems, and yeah, yeah. I know we we got them to face. So here's the reality. Well, we There's, got Green Bay to face first, but right. still, that's our road game. We got three games left in the season. We're eight and six right now, seventh place in the AFC period. Correct. So we're we're behind right now Baltimore and, and Los Angeles, who we just lost to a couple weeks ago, and we have three games remaining, two of them being division rivals that are also in the hunt for that wild card spot. But yes. both of them just lost this weekend. Yes. So like I look at that and I'm like, all right, we definitely can beat both these teams, the Jets and the Patriots. How do I know? Well, because New England We've beat them, them already. This, this year already. And like I said, they're having their own issues. I think we are a far better team. And then on the New York Jets side, redemption is the reason. We need that's the most important game of the season. And more than likely will be. Yeah. We're gonna absolutely need to win that game. But before we get to that, this Christmas, there's a two games, three games maybe on Christmas Day. We're Dolphins one of them. are one of them against the Packers at home. This is the season right here, really. This is where it starts. We need this is a must win for if sure. We've ever had one this season <clears throat> for sure because, like, a we got to stop the losing streak, right? There's no way you want to go into the playoffs having lost well, you, four out of your last seven games. You might not even be into the playoffs. You might not even get in one. there. You know what I mean? So, like, you you definitely want to stop that. But more importantly, what you want to do is is see these guys continue to to raise the level of their playing. Style right now, right? Whatever they're playing for performances, they need to turn it up a notch and, and really get ready for the hard road that's ahead of them. Because, yeah, we, we look at the schedule and it's easy to say, well, the Packers suck this year. You know what I mean? Uh, we can beat the Patriots, beat them this year. They're having those issues and, and the Jets don't know what to do at quarterback, right? You look at that stuff on the schedule and it's easy to say, yeah, we, you know, we can win these games. But... This is something that we haven't seen from the Dolphins in any year with any quarterback, with any coach, where when it comes down to it, when it comes down to the games that we must win in order to solidify our playoff standing, really put ourselves ahead of the curve, right? Ahead of the of the rest of the pack. Can we win these games when they matter, dog? Because if we lose two out of these three games, you know what we're going to be saying at the end of the season, Joel? Same old Dolphins. Same old Dolphins, leaving a bunch of games on the on the schedule, losing to teams that we shouldn't have lost, that ends up costing us not only in our division, but for the playoff picture. Because we know that this team is talented. Because Mike McDaniel was brought here to specialize from taking this team from this level to this next level. Hey, I'm an offensive line guru. Hey, I'm good at zone blocking. Hey, I'm 
And we haven't really seen it until this game where he was forced to run because of the conditions and having to game plan for this team that was, right, open to being ran on. And, and not even not, not even really open to being ran on because before Saturday, Saturday's game, that rushing defense for Buffalo Bills was fourth in the NFL. So we went out there and did something impressive. We had a guy go over 100 yards. They don't, they don't even average 100 yards given up on the ground. We needed that game to show ourselves we belong. We can win these games that are tough. We can win these games that a team like Buffalo wins, Kansas City wins on the road, that Cincinnati was winning last year when they were on their run. We we're waiting to see that. We're waiting to see that because even though as excited as we've been and, and you know, we credited the success that this team has had already this season to look like something amazing. <clears throat> we still need to see them do it when it counts, when it matters, when we want them to do it. This game against the Packers is, is one of them. Go out there and win at home because you need it. You need to look good. So what are you expecting for this game against the Packers in particular in order for us to get the dub? You know, for me, it really starts and ends with the running game because we have to get better at controlling the pace of the play, the pace of the game, how much time of possession we have, well, we how improved. many plays we can run. We, we improved from the, the loss of the Chargers. We had the ball two-third or one-third of the time. True. And we improved this last game. We had the ball half the time. But the most important six minutes of the game were the last six minutes of the game. Correct. And that's where Buffalo solely controlled the clock and the ball. And that's where we lost the game. Yeah. And, 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 and you asked me, like, you know, what are the aspects that we need to do or what needs to change for us to win this game against the Packers? We need to run on these guys. They're not great at that. They're not great at, at, at defense, period. We need to run and show them we can run, control the ball, control the time of possession, let Tua get into a rhythm. Hey, so actually bring in the, the defense and the safeties and then allow them to creep up. And then we can go over the top like we were doing earlier on in the season. But without that running game, we're forcing Tua. We're forcing Tua, not allowing him. We're forcing Tua to go out there and win the game. We're forcing Tua to go out there and make 40 throws, 50 throws. And that's the shit that kills us because it's harder to be that accurate when you're having to do it that many times. Run the ball. If we run the ball like we did and Moser gets his carries and even uh, Ahmed coming out of nowhere, right, and having really good runs that game, Run the ball. Let's see if we can build some success doing that. We know we got the passing game on lock. We know that. So in order to beat the Packers, we got to first run the ball because then that'll open up tool to throw and actually give them time to throw. That's one thing that I noticed major, major in, in the game against the Bills. Josh Allen had two seconds to throw the ball. Tua had a second and a half, maybe half a second to a second to throw the ball. Talking about average, or you're just talking about your your own estimate? Average, just me looking, right? Because I'm I watching. Would, I would disagree. I would say Josh Allen had eight seconds to throw the ball. <laughs> but no, when you average it out, right? Like every time he's snapping back, it's one one thousand, two one thousand, three, and he's throwing the I'm ball. If I'm averaging Josh Allen's time to throw the ball, I'm still gonna put it at four. Yeah, okay. Because bro, like, but he's getting felt, rid of it. It felt like there was so much. Like our D line would like smash and like just get in there, right? And just collapse the pocket. And he was like, whatever, bro, I'm out of here. And like, just make a move, make a play, a pass. Like that guy's a magician, bro. Like we saw prime Josh Allen on right. Sunday night and he only beat us by three points. Right. That's to what me, I'm saying. To me, so. that, that's reassuring, you know, with, we can, again, Tua, you know, maybe, maybe it's on them. Maybe we, we go and we, we score on the last six minutes or so. Maybe not the last six minutes, but we continue driving mm-hmm. and we score with two minutes left. Let's say we make a hell of a drive. And then Josh Allen has a two-minute clock, and then he comes down anyways, and he comes down and he scores yeah. with two minutes left. You never know, man. They're a great team, and there's a lot of credit. I was looking at you know, a tagline that said that Colin Cowherd called this Dolphins loss one of the most impressive losses of the year. I don't know if he means that in the sense of – I haven't read the article or heard the interview, but I don't know if he means that in the sense of across the NFL. But for the Dolphins, it absolutely means that. We have six losses on the season. This is the one loss where we looked at it and we were like, damn, we really competed to the end in this game. Okay, so it's a loss that you take in stride. But what the fuck does that do? You know what I mean? Like, again, it's it's what I was talking about earlier, Joel. We've seen this Dolphins team, right, get really close and lose tight games. That we look good in it, in this game doing it. All right, that's cool because we haven't seen us look good in all three aspects and still lose a game, right? A close game on the road, under harsh conditions. Very impressive how we played. I'm not knocking that. 
But at the end of the day, we still lost. You know, it, it didn't work out for us because we still lost. So I get it that we can take away positives, take away a lot of things that we did well or that, that we can feel good about. But at the end of the day, for this team to have that real success that we as Dolphins fans are looking for, they need to win games and, and impress into the playoffs. You can't stumble into the playoffs. We've talked about that before. You got to go out there and win into the playoffs, you know? And I'll, again, I'll give them credit for how they lost because they played well. That's the thing. We see, we saw these guys play well and lose. We've seen these guys play like shit and lose, and that's been more upsetting, right? But when you see the team play this well and lose, it's like, all right, cool. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. I get that. And I'm and, and I'm not going to say that I'm okay with that because I've told you at the beginning of the season, these guys need to prove it to me. Go out there and win big games. Go out there and have a winning streak into the playoffs. This is a perfect opportunity to do that. If they do that, then I'll believe more in this team and saying, all right, we've achieved that next level where we, we can win important games at the end of the season. Check. Now the next level after that is win a playoff game, right? And that's the progression that this team shows that they're heading. So that's why I'm, I'm not like, you know, not too bought in, but I'm also not like too completely on the far edge as well. You know, I'm kind of in the middle of where we're at right now. I want to see how we do these well, last three if games. if you're on the edge like so, or you're definitely <laughs> already saying forget it, the Dolphins are the same old Finns. They're not going to do anything this year that's worthy of our, you know, time and attention i say stick with us yeah one more game against the packers you're gonna see we're gonna we deliver the performance we just did against the bills the packers don't have enough to keep up with us at home hell no sorry so we just we need to get that one however we don't get that victory even if we play well and we lose it doesn't it's not as good of an argument the bills is is a phenomenal team they're they're at the beginning of the year they were leading for the super bowl you know as far as the favorites true so it's like that's why you know you got to take everything in context with the packers we lose to them in a close game still sucks that that really does sting because then that really kills our playoff chances to a team that we should be definitely beating so it starts this this sunday on christmas day we're going to give them a little gift wrapped up with a bow on it it's going to be a giant l It'll be a giant L, no doubt. And it'll be a tough matchup because Rodgers is really starting to link up with uh, an, uh, like a coming up wide receiver. Uh, Christian Watson. Balling, you know, seven, leading the team with seven touchdowns, has 400 yards on the season. Yeah, those seven touchdowns are in the last like four games too. Balling, right? So that's the one weapon that they have and they, and they rely on. Yeah. Our defense should be good enough to take that away. We already came out as a five and a half uh, favorite on this game. So I'm expecting the Dolphins to have an impressive victory. And, and this is a need-to-win game, must-win game. Call it whatever you want. But this is the game that is going to ultimately decide where you end up in the playoffs. So if the Dolphins are really real, they'll win this game impressive. I believe that they're really real. I believe that they're going to go out there that Christmas Day game and really show that they're really for real, that Mike McDaniel is for real, that Tua is for real, that the, the offense is for real. That's what I'm expecting to see on on that game. If I don't get it, just know that this next episode, Papa, is going to be rough. I got the Dolphins winning 28 to 14. Mm, I like that, but I got the Dolphins winning 37 to 17. Why so high, dog? Because, I, bro, I believe in this team. We can put up, we just put up 28 against the Bills, dog. 28 yeah. points against the Bills on the road. When we're clicking, when we're firing, we can put up points against teams. We should put up points against teams. This is a game where, where am I getting points from? You want me to call it right now? <laughs> Defensive touchdown. Definitely a must, man. We need a turnover. I we need a that. big turnover. That's a fact. And where am I counting on that from? I don't I don't want to call it. I'm going to call them out, though, man. I'm going to call them out. Call them out. 2-5. Call them out. Talking dog. to you, 2-5. Making that break. Yo, Cook. X, you got paid, homie. I vouch for you. I said you need to get paid. But now on this Sunday, when we need it most... Guess what I need? Pick and he, six. And he got Moss on, against the Bills. Pick six. Hey. Pick six on Rodgers on one of the greatest. That's what we need. You do that, we're winning this game. What did you text me against that Bills game when we were talking about the defensive backs? When Holland went out. You said, damn, dog, we're going we're gonna to need him. We're, we're soft right because now. We're we soft. don't have depth. We don't have a lot of guys out there that can play. And and Xavier Howard is looking soft. He's been getting Moss. He's been getting Rouse ran on him like crazy. You know, I'm sure if we look at deep, deep into the stats, there might be an argument to say, no, but he's got this. Bro, I'm looking at what I'm, I'm talking about what I'm seeing Sunday to Sunday compared to what he's done over the last three years. 
top to bottom, I said it before, we have some really good individuals that are keeping this defense from being worse than they are. We have really strong individuals. You know who they are. Uh, Wilkins, Phillips, been balling, right? Baker's been playing amazing. Um, we've seen Elgram have, Ingram have an impact. Chubb have an impact. Chubb's not doing enough for me. Not enough. He's still getting accustomed. I'm being to it. honest, but but let me tell you something on that point because I heard somebody say, uh, uh, say something on the radio this morning. Um, Doc, what do you expect from a guy coming in ten games, seven games into the season? Pressure. Yeah, but that's You're what he's a pass doing. Pass that's your specialty. But, but you know Get what? Get to the quarterback he's, more. He's being outshined by the guy who's been here longer that knows more. And that's Phillips. So it's it's easy and, to... And, and Wilkins. What I'm saying is that it's easy to burn Chubbs because Wilkins and, and, and Phillips are balling, beasting, no matter what. Those guys are the future, right? Chubb has to catch up to them, no doubt. But those guys have the advantage of being here and having that rhythm. You know what I'm saying, bro? I think he's a veteran. He's been in this league already a while, three, four years, even though he's dealt with a couple injuries. He All has right. as much playtime as Christian Wilkins. All you right. got the big payday, big guy. This is what we need you to do, bro. We need you to apply the pressure. Ball out. We need you to get, we need you to get sacks. Wilkins is there. He's doing it. He's getting through. He's, he's penetrating. It, he's killing. He's stopping he's killing runs me, dead before they start. We know what Phillips is doing. You don't give up on a play. He's making plays all over the field. That guy. We just we need you to do your job. We know what you can do. That's why we brought you here. We just need you to do that. And we We just need you to do your job, doggy. So Sunday, man. It's going down. I gotta give a special shout out to to, uh, um having the most votes for all pro over three hundred thousand votes. Pro or for the Pro Bowl? For the Pro Bowl. Same shit, all pro, you know. No, it's different. There's those different accolades. The Pro Bowl. But that's big. I mean, hell yeah. He he, he beat Tyreek, right? Yep. Tyreek was second with uh, 293,000 votes. Um, But yeah, man, just shows you how much people respect what Tua is accomplishing this season, man. And and he deserves that. Uh, Let's get this win, bro. Let's get this win. Let's get this win. It's a must. It's a must. It's a must. Um, Let's let's go ahead and flip over to a team that actually has been winning and won four in a row, which is weird as hell to even say that. But damn, it's about time. We needed this. Damn, it's about time. They all did what we said on last show. We said three out of four is what we needed. And they said, oh, hold my beer. Hold my beer, yeah. they went four for four. Wild. Break it down. Who we beat over those four-game stretch? We had a nice little four-game stretch there. We had some impressive victories. Uh, one of them was on the road. I think that's the first one. Hold on. I'm trying to bring it up here. My computer froze. All right. Cool. <laughs> but I got you. No, we beat the Pacers on the road on Friday night, right? Uh, 87 to 82. And that game was dope because, you know, just a, a hard-fought road victory you know we hadn't had that many victories on the road this year and indiana is always a tough place for us to play that game in itself um bam was balling out and and really keeping the pressure alive uh you know and and jimmy closed the game was able to close the game out on the road but i felt like low scoring but that's the way you said you said last friday this was actually last monday when we were recording recording. against the pacers on the road um low score i think that was our lowest scoring game of the season also our lowest holding you know holding up our opponents to their lowest score at 82 but weird it was a weird uh, game it was tough it just got tough because it, it got into a defensive matchup that's what happened you know and usually when we pay the places the pay play the paces so sure. hard to say that um say it three it, times fast. It, yeah right uh it's usually a defensive matchup you know what i mean those games have always been historically low scoring games when we face these guys and you know that was old school heat basketball we saw you didn't have anybody really blow up offensively it was just a matter of who's going to execute better on offense in the stretch and ultimately we did because we ended up winning that actually the fourth quarter and the second half um just nice man to see the the heat Win on the road, right? Provide pizza mañana, which we've been in desperate need of, and and kind of kick something off. And they did, bro. It's, that that hard fought win did something to this team. It's Jimmy, dog. It is. I, eh, it's Jimmy. Is it? Oh, I mean, we're gonna get to it now. There's a lot, but man, there's a difference. This team is. There's a difference on this team when Jimmy's on the court versus when he's off the court, bro. We can look. No, at, we, can sure. look at the, we can look at the win loss totals with him versus without. I, I'm, I'm sure it's better with him than it is without. But it, it it just opens up other guys like Hero, yeah. But to look, ball, like Bam to do more into the paint, and, and and you know what I mean. Like it helps him out to have like Jimmy adds a lot, man. No, his presence is always felt right because he's such a clutch player, such a uh, you know 
I, I want to say well-rounded, but that's not the, the it doesn't give us enough. He is well-rounded, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, Versatile. he's so willing. He's so willing to defend. Selfless. He's so willing to be the guy to take the charge. He's so willing to be the guy to say something, to pass the rock to an open guy, you know? And that shit goes a long way, man, especially when you have a team full of guys who are coming up, finding their games, finding their mojo, finding their lanes in the NBA, right? How to be successful. And and that definitely helps helps this team. And I think we saw it in, in, in the hero effect, right? In that game against Indiana, he was terrible. He was terrible that game, right? And then he, I think he ended up with like nine points that game. And then he comes back, bounces back against the Thunder and puts up, what, 39 points? Tied a record of nine threes, career high. Yeah, he went. He had eight points against the Pacers. Eight points, and then follows that up with a with a career high. You know, I think no, I think he went on that Wednesday because then the next game after the Pacers game was Wednesday against the Thunder. He, he had blew up thirty nine or thirty five. 35, 35, 35, he puts up 35, and then he put up 41, nine threes, exactly, exactly, so on Wednesday against Oklahoma City where we won, Hero was a big part of it, 35 points, uh, huge, that's the thing that was, that might have been almost a career high for him that night, and then the next night breaks that, he goes over 40, he drops 41, wow, hitting 10 three-pointers, amazing, bro, that's what we need from him, it's, it's, but, but, and but that if was we're, game, all, if that, we're that, fair, the 35 point game was the one where he needed to do that because he had no Jimmy that game. Nope. And that's that's what I'm talking about. Like his willingness to step up and say, I can do this. Whether Jimmy's here, whether Bam is on or off, doesn't matter. I'm going to come in and I'm going to perform. Uh, you know, he's been really, I don't want to say the brightest spot on offense, but he's been a, a, a 1B, right? Because I think the brightest spot this year on offense has been Bam, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But, you know, this dude is averaging, you know, 26 points per game. You know, averaged uh, in this four-game winning streak, he averaged 26.3 points per game, 48.5% from free, from the field goal, and shot uh, 24 threes, shooting 50%. Damn. Impressive. That's the, that's the most impactful. impressive stat line for me right there. Impactful. Right. Being impactful. That's efficient. That's but what I'm saying is that like even because those other the other game that he did the 41 points, Jimmy was playing that game. That was, so that's against the Rockets where we won one eleven one. And we needed him to hit big shots in that game because Houston that Houston game was close down the stretch. You know, I'm watching it and I'm thinking, shit, we're going to waste this game. We're tired of heroes going off. Right. And we're going to lose this game in the fourth quarter. But. Bounce back heat, something that we saw a lot last year, hadn't seen at all this year, come from having a horrible third quarter where we give up 33 points to bouncing back in the fourth quarter, getting the lead back, and keeping it in order to win the game. And that was a weird game because we, we didn't have Bam that game, and guess who we started instead? Who, who Go ahead, tell the people. UD. Yeah. We started to Udonis Haslam. Like, what's the like last his time? third start this year? <laughs> but, Crazy. You know what I mean? So, like, we need we needed something, you know. And then Jimmy puts up twenty. Caleb had uh, thirteen. Ud had zero. But but hero hero put up forty one, man, and that that really took us over the top, um, bro. Somebody else I gotta give a shout out to, man. Um, Oladipo. He's yeah. come back. We've given him a okay. lot of grief. You know, we didn't know if we were going to see him. He's played high. He's 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 actually making a pretty good impact. I mean, not good impact, but he's he's. Getting himself back in the groove of things, and you can see it fair. progressing. He's all right, and that's fair. It could be worse. It could be way worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, he's contributing already, bro, defensively and on offense. But it's about time because he's got to look at the other people contributing. The 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 especially the main guy contributing from that bench or six man rule, whatever you want to call it, which has been Caleb Martin. And we shouted him out last week. Oh, he's a starter. Cause he's, is he really a six man? Yeah, because he doesn't necessarily play starter minutes like that. You know what I mean? But he just starts there kind of like that uh, in a lesser role that PJ Tucker was providing for us. But my point being with, with Caleb, he knows what's expected of him. He comes out here and he outperforms that. Victor has to be outperforming what our, what we're expecting, right? If his expectancy is to say, all right, man, come in, handle the rock, maybe get six to six to eight points a game and go from there. He And he comes in and gives us 12, 10, 14 points, 15, 12. That's, I, you know, that's when you get noticed. Right now he's just doing all right. And that's okay. That's fair to say for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it acknowledges that he's making that effort. But he does have to step it up because the, there's other guys around him stepping it up. Right. You know, we burned Kyle and he's been playing more consistently of late. Mm-hmm. Not enough to raise eyebrows and be like, wow, look at Kyle Lowry. But enough to be like, all right, cuz, keep going. I see you. You're helping us win. Keep going. And we need that. 
So we didn't have Kyle on uh, on Saturday against the Spurs when we won one eleven one hundred one. Which that game was in Mexico City, which was yeah, pretty cool. That was dope. Yeah. Uh, why? Why? I know that they do stuff, you know, internationally, kind of like the NFL does. That's what they're doing, baby. Like, Spread the game. They're gonna do that more regularly and stuff. Yeah, now? yeah. I think I think they had a game earlier this year too, where they had uh, Golden State go down there, which is obviously smart. You know, you have one of the world's most popular player, and you have him go down there into a market which loves basketball and breathes NBA basketball. I mean, like if you watch that game against the Spurs, all you heard was cheering the whole game, right? Because the Heat fans were like, he would score, and everybody was like, yeah, Spurs were scoring. He was like, yeah, and it was just like everybody was happy because just- whoever you were rooting for was winning right they were just happy to be <laughs> they were there. just happy you know and it's dope uh for them to expand the game like that but interesting enough like we we look at that game you know and jimmy played a big part of it our big three all had over 20 points each game shit that we did see last year everybody contributing things that we hadn't seen this year people contributing together 22 for bam 26 for jimmy 21 for hero you know, and, and look and throw in another twelve from uh, Struess and Robinson. Yeah, bro, and 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 you know, I, I want to switch it a little bit to what Bam's been providing. This dude's averaging twenty points a game, nine and a, nine point eight rebounds a game. Love that, fifty two percent from the field while he's shooting more. Over 50%. Wow, he's he's, shooting more. He's being more aggressive and getting to the paint. Right. Or getting in the paint and getting to the rim more. And look, and even in his last 10 games, averaging 21 points per game, 10.6 rebounds, and 3.4 assists. That's why I said he's been our best offensive player. Yeah, I agree with you there. Because he's been the threat. He's been the guy saying, yo, I need the rock. I need to put up my 16 to 18 shots. And we've seen that. As long as he's consistently hitting that, he's going to have 24 games like this. In November, he had seven. Seven games where he put up 20 points. This month in December, he already has five. Got another six games to go. And and the way he's progressing and the way that he's trending offensively, continuing to be aggressive, continuing to say, let me be the main guy until it's time to give the ball to Jimmy or it's time to give the ball to Hero, right? And they take it from me, <laughs> pretty much. Then I'm going to be my guy. I'm going to be that dude. And I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to go up and get dunks and get free throws. And that's the guy that we wanted Bam to be because now he's averaging the 20 points a game and nobody's saying shit about him scoring, right? Nobody's burning Bam. Even when we're winning. It wasn't just that. It was 20 and 10. We need Bam to be 20 and 10. But he's been doing it and we haven't been winning and nobody's been like even really shouting him out. you, You and I both know we haven't seen that buzz around the heat like that, right? Because even though we have individual pieces that may be doing well, the collective isn't there, right? And that's the same thing with the Dolphins defense. Now we're starting to see the collective be there because all of the pieces are contributing. So now it's easy to notice Bam and be like, damn, this guy's really balling out here. You know? And the fact that that we were able to win four games straight to put us not only at 500, above 500, currently 16 and 15 on the season, finally into like a real threat of, of playoff positioning, right? Being seventh in the East. Do you remember where we were last week when Dude. we did this show? How crazy it is in one week in the NBA. But that's what a we winning. were the eleventh seed. Mm-hmm. Now we're the seventh seed. That's what a winning streak does, bro. Of course. And this is uh, and this is our first three game winning streak of the year. Of the year, last year we had at least five or six of them, right? Where we won three games st- straight. That's that's a very important yeah, well, thing to no, do. I think we we made. I think our longest streak was five games. We never made it over that hump. We maybe. never made it over five, but still, it's it's what you and I really harp on when it comes to these teams. It's okay for you to lose one game in a row. It's okay for you to lose two games in a row, but don't turn those negatives into streaks. Turn the positive into streaks. Win three games in a row, four games in a row. Lose one, win another two, three. Lose two, win another three, four. And that's how you make the season easier for you, as far as piling up the wins to help your positioning in the in the standings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why we look at the Heat and be like, yo, I can't believe that this is our first, like, three-game win streak, four-game win streak this year because we have the talent to be better than this or at least do this consistently. Well, here's the interesting part. You got number nine right now in the standings are the Pacers. Yeah. Number 11 in the standings are the Bulls. We play the Pacers and the Bulls this week. And we're only two and a half back against the teams that are in front of us, which are tied for fifth and sixth. That's Philadelphia and the New York Knicks. Teams that we can theoretically compete with and or beat. Yep. Right? No doubt. Same thing with the Pacers. Same thing with, with, with Chicago. 
we can be competitive with those teams because we've seen it in, in certain stances. But we just need the Heat to be more consistent when it comes to how they play and how they close out games. Notice, notice that in every game that we've won, we've won the fourth quarter. Yeah, in this well, four game win streak. Well, we've always said that's the difference. When the, the Heat are going out there and they're losing games, it's usually because they're not closing out. You know, we right. we've always been a good second half team. You know, when yeah. we're winning. When we're not, it's because of the fact we're coming out there and we're letting them dominate us. Um, but these next two, man, we got so we got the Heat tonight playing the Bulls. Um, we're at home this game and the next game, which would be well, Tuesday that you're listening to the recording. Right, that's what I meant. Right, the people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but just in case. Um, and uh, then we play the Pacers on Friday um, at home again. Before we go on a couple of tough games, we got we got a West Coast game and then we got a road trip. I mean, we got. We got we got some games here we need to win. Is it impossible to go above five games in a, in a row? I don't think it is. And this is the reason why, for me, the fact that these next five games are going to be so spaced out, right? We play the 20th, and then we don't play again for three days on the 23rd. Right before Christmas, no Christmas Day game, no so a free Christmas Day weekend. We play the 26th. Play again until the 26th, and then... A, Two days later versus the Lakers, still at home, right? Before you hit the road and go to Denver, right? In another two days. Yeah. So we have some good space in between Long those games. Long road trip, five games after that. That's okay, road. though. That's okay. Because if we get a good streak now with this homestand that we have, right? Home against Chicago. Home against the Pacers. Home against Minnesota next week. Home against the Lakers next week. That's four games that we can theoretically go three and one. And now you're just talking about adding another three wins, right? Being 19 and 16 on the season, creating some more space, gaining some momentum before you go hit the road. Yeah. That's what he needs to do because this was, this is what they were doing last year, bro. They were taking advantage of being at home, winning three, four, five games at home or three games at home and saying, all right, time to hit the road. Let's hope that we go 500. And that's okay. That's going to equal success. And you're giving your chance to be in that top four area where where we want to be. Got to make it happen, dog. That game against the Bulls is winnable. That game against the Pacers is winnable. Minnesota, winnable. The Lakers haven't been shit this year. Winnable game. Let's let's make home court feel like home court, dog. And I hope the people show. I mean, I'm pretty sure the people are going to be packing the, the arena for these next four games because people have time off, you know, holidays. People are gifting tickets or whatever. But I want that arena to be packed. I want that arena to be rocking, dog, you know? And winning is what brings that, brings that energy because we like to win down here. And the Heat are used to winning, and Heat fans are used to winning. So they're going to have to pull something up. I, I don't know what it is. Hopefully, we can continue to see Bam ball out, right? I just mentioned five games already with 20 points or more in December. Six games left to give him the ball. Feed that man. Let, let guys feed off of him. Let Hero build off of him. Let Jimmy close out the game off of him. Let Lowry be able to find those guys. You know what I mean? Allow a guy like Caleb Martin and Victor Oladipo and even Duncan because Duncan had a good game against the Spurs and had a good game against Houston. Let these guys build that momentum off the guys who are really leading this team. Let's, let's, let's be led by Bam, dog, because he's, he's really doing it right now, man. He really is. Let's see, man. Let's flip on over. Uh, hopefully, the pa- the Heat continue that pizza mañana trend that they're on. Four straight pizzas mañana. Damn, dog. Papa John's is killing it. Holla at your boy, Papa John's. Let's do a little, you know, deal. We got we got the things that you need, and you got the things that we need. So <laughs> let's do this. You got let's the do stuff. This. Y'all got the stuff. All right, all right. Papa John's holla, holla. Let's 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 talk about the Panthers now, man. Let's get into the Panthers because cool enough, you and I were able to go to that game on. Thursday yeah, against man. Pittsburgh. Thanks again, man. That was a great time. Oh, man. Don't even sweat it. Uh, it was a dope environment, right? Pretty packed arena for Thursday night. Uh, a bunch of fucking Pittsburgh fans flooded that. Place, always, bro. man. Always. Damn, those dudes travel. Oh, yeah. But we got there early enough, man. I didn't realize that they do right in front of the arena. They do all like the inflatables Super and stuff. Super cool. Take the, the kids. To the kids and all that stuff. It was dope, man. No, and that stuff was literally going up until the time the puck went down. So, like, if you get out, get out there an hour early, 30 minutes early, right, to beat the traffic, you have plenty to do. You could right? even not even go to the game. You could just go to that. You could, I mean, yeah. you got to pay for parking, which sucked. But. But, but look, it's funny. We talked about it the other day, right? I think we talked about it off air where, like, the Panthers have that best location right now for having a stadium. They got the stadium, very easy to get in and out of, right? You and I got in and out of there quite easy, no real traffic on the way home. Mm-hmm. And then you have Sawgrass right there with a bunch of restaurants and stuff like that. You can walk 
to back and forth, right? There's literally a crosswalk yeah, that takes so. you, hey, if you're eating dinner and, and you, hey, I'm ready, the game drop starts at eight, go out there, chill, right? Yeah. It's it's just a a a, a real good location and really well thought out as far as the la- the like the layout of that that arena. But the Panthers, man, like they had that big game against Columbus Blue Jackets to get a win, push themselves a little bit farther up above 500. Um, but they're just very inconsistent right now. And I, and I think they're too talented to be inconsistent, right? We know that this team is really loaded with talent because it's it's a majority of the guys from last year. And then we added one of the best uh, young talents in Matthew Kachuk this year, right? Um, we've seen Spencer, Spencer Knight have an amazing run. Right. As a goalie, young goalie coming in. Big Bob. How many saves did we see him make, you know, on Thursday night? Amazing. Not, a, not enough. Not, nah, not, it wasn't all on and, him. And there was no Kachuk in that game either for us, which kind of was a it, it kind of hurt us. Right. Obviously well, I mean, hurt because I you know, want to see him in person. But yeah, hurt the team in the, in the end because, I mean, uh, for that game, I don't know if you're still talking about the other game, but for, for that game against the, the Penguins, man, I mean, the one word that we just we looked at each other and we were like, man, we just look flat. Flat, like the team. They came out. They scored early. We scored early. But it, even yeah. with that that score, it was just kind of like, all right, like where's the pressure now? Right. And it just didn't feel that way. And and then they score on one of our power plays. Dog, that shorthanded goal killed us, man. Come on, son. killed like, us. Just bro. looks flat out there, bro. Like, what are we doing out there? I feel like you're right because Chuck not being there was obviously like an energy deflating type thing, right? You don't have your best assist maker. He has 26 assists on the season. You know on the way to 60-plus assists for the season. And that guy's a major contributor to this offense. He's so dynamic, right, To this for this team. And for some reason, they couldn't connect passes, bro. We saw a bunch of passes go, like, either too far, or they couldn't connect, they, the guy had to outstretch, and then, boom, Pittsburgh would jump on it. And this is what I mean about the inconsistencies. You look at the Columbus Blue Jackets game, and these guys played perfectly, literally perfectly. One four to zero. Uh, I think Big Bob had, like, 33 saves. Played lights out hockey from period one to the end of the game. And then, boom, Thursday night comes, complete letdown. No energy, completely fat, can't complete passes, can't get anything going, lose the game four to two, right? While giving up a shorthanded goal, which is a like, really hard thing to have happen in, in hockey. And then you go to the next night where we go and we face a depleted New, New Jersey Devils team and we go out there and whoop them four to two. It's like, all right. I get it. We can do it. We can beat teams and we can sh- like shut the door on teams when we have to. Well, but <clears throat> why don't on. we do it consistently? Going back to that, the, the, the Pittsburgh game, one of those goals, they beat us 4-2. One of those goals was an empty netter. Yes. Where I thought it was he, too early. He pulled Big Bob too early for that. Yeah, it was like about eight minutes left, right? And, and I remember because you asked me like, yo, so kind of early. And I'm like, ah, no, they kind of got to go for it, right? They're 3-2. They're, they're getting good pressure. And we were getting good pressure after we had scored that, that second goal, right? To bring us within one. But again, we were getting opportunities. We were getting passes. We were getting guys cut into the, to the front of the crease of the net. And we just couldn't stick anything together, dog. We right. But losing my, pucks. My, my point to, to, to bringing that up is, you know, dude. Do you think we have a concern with the coaching? Bro, I don't I don't want to say yes, but there's something about this team that coach Maurice hasn't figured out yet. And it's and it's evident. It's evident because you like I said, when the team is good and they win, they're really good and they look really well, right? They play well, they they're able to score, they keep teams from scoring. But when they lose, when they lose, bro, they don't even look like a professional hockey team at times. They look very distraught, very out of focus. And and you can point to guys individually and say, man, what's this guy's going through? This guy's having issues with this. This guy's in the middle of a contract dispute. This And those things happen across the NHL, right? But a majority of that is the leadership or the focus that the head coach has that he's able to instill on the team to say, hey, guys, don't lose focus. This is our goal. This is where we're working on. This is where we're trending to. This, this, this. And I don't know if it's there. Just based on the defensive lapses, the defensive breakdowns that we've had, which are very unlike the Panthers. Very unlike the Panthers, man. So if you're asking me if there's something wrong, yes. What would I point to? The coaching. What about the coaching? He hasn't figured out this team yet. There's plenty of of talent. Kind of reverting back to what we were talking about with the Dolphins defense. There's plenty of individual talent on the team and in the areas where you want them. But there's a cohesiveness missing from the team. I don't know what it is. 
Hopefully we figure it out, man. We're still floating above 500 just barely. barely. But uh, we have way more barely. losses through this point in the season than we had last year at the same point. Yeah. Which is concerning. Yeah, I mean. if you, it's mostly the same team. Yeah, man. If you think about it, like, you know, this was a team that last year had about what? Uh, they had about what? Seven, seven, ten times. They had more than ten three-game winning streaks last year. Ask me how many three-game winning streaks we have this year for the Panthers. How many, so? It's a big, fat zero, dog. Yeah, I thought that was rhetorical. I shouldn't have asked. Yeah, big time. <sighs> that just shows you how how far off the energy is with the team. Because the stats are, like, right there. You talk about uh, having a guy blow up offensively. Carter Verhage has 16 goals on the season, leading the team. Matthew Kachuk, right behind him with 14. You got 30 goals already from between two guys. What? And on top of that, both of those guys are double digits in assists. Carter has 10. And like I mentioned earlier, Kachuk has 25. 26 points, 39 points. So you're getting a ton of production from guys that you want production from. Reinhardt scoring goals, right? Eggman playing well defensively. But for whatever reason, dog, there's no cohesiveness on the team. And, well, I, and, and, I'm, and the only thing that I can point to is coaching, man. You're not going to like what I have to say to you. Go ahead and say it, bro. Well, as we're recording this Monday night, the uh, the Panthers, our Panthers, are, are playing, playing right the best team in hockey right now. Yep, the Boston Bruins. Yep, first period just ended. Oh shit! Right. Do you want to get? Do you want to guess the score? It's two zero, huh? Oof, I wish. No, it can't be worse than that, dude. I was looking at it right now, and it was zero zero like ten minutes ago. Three zero. Sheesh. End of the first period. Yeah, dog. Yeah. No, we're not watching the game. We got to look back later and see exactly what's going on. But I mean, yeah, man. Three, three goals in the first period. On the road, bro. I mean, they're the best team in hockey, man. I get it, dog. I really do get it, bro. But like, man. We're better than this. We're better than this. They're a top team. Cool. We're a top team. So what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here, dude? Well, this year we're not a top team like they are. I guess we are. We're fourth in our division, but they they got, they got 24, 24 wins. They got 50 points to our 34 points. Yeah, man. So it's a, it's a little bit of a difference, but yeah, it's not like a good, who knows? Who knows? Well, maybe by the time, you know, we're done recording, they turn it around and, and they tie up the game. Who knows? Let's see. We'll see. Doubtful, but let's see. Hey, bro, anything can happen. Did you Absolutely. watch the World Cup this weekend? I did watch the World Cup. and That was a hell of a game. That was a, uh, Honestly, it was probably the best finals game ever. Um, bro, Went from 2-0 to 2-2 that's, that's to 3-2 in overtime to 3-3 three, three in extra time. And then PKs. And then to PKs. And ultimately, Argentina gets away with the victory. You know, the goalie blocked two other shots. and So let me see. What were you thinking at the end of the first half when Argentina's up? I was thinking this is the worst score to have in soccer, dog. 2-0. 2-0 is literally the worst score to have because this comeback is almost always on, dog. Yeah. And it was completely on. Especially when you have a guy like Mbappe who's literally on top of the world right now. Even though he lost, what what yeah, this kid has accomplished as a 23-year-old, as a 23-year-old, what this guy has accomplished is wild. He already won the World Cup, went to back-to-back finals, won the Golden Boot, one of the most assists, like player of the player of the tournament, like this guy has 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 it all. He had four goals in the final game, including the PK. So yeah, this guy is a beast, a beast, and you lose to the greatest of all time, and that's what makes this this sport so beautiful, dog. That that stories exist, you know, that come from like the poorest of the poorest to be. Literally on top of the world because you and I know how how great Messi is. The whole world knows how how great Messi is when it comes to soccer, right? All the accolades and all the stuff that he's won in individual clubs. But to win the World Cup, that means that you're literally the best in the world. And for that kid to come from where he came from, right, to make it to professional levels, live with the expectations of being the goat, delivering. Right, and all his individual little accolades and team accolades, but always missing that one real, you know, trophy, which is the World Cup for your nation. Yeah, you can win things for your clubs and they'll never forget you and they'll sing songs about you. But when when you win a World Cup for your nation, you become like a martyr, dog. You know what I mean? And like the the level of foreverness that Messi has achieved. 
by winning this World Cup is like, not to say that it, it, it is unmatched because every sport has that, right? Gretzky and hockey, Jordan and basketball, obviously, right? Um, bro, it's it's, it's going to be amazing when you look back at his career and be like, I was alive for that. And I saw this dude play at the highest of levels and come out on top. It took him a little bit longer to win the World Cup, right, than Mbappe did. He did it at 35. This dude did it at 23. Um, so that just shows you what what type of projection, you know, Mbappe is on, right, which is no discredit to him at all. But uh, it was good to see Messi win it. You know, it was good for, for him to exercise those demons and deliver for his nation um, because it was a great story, man. This dude really deserved it he really deserved it dog. and there's a bunch of storylines that you can point to and i'm sure everybody has their favorites right like the goalie from argentina being all hyped during the penalty kicks doing the mcgregor almost which is cool right and to see these guys do that man uh but the impact that it has on the world right like i just think about what this game is gonna mean to the six-year-old through 12-year-olds who are watching this, see Messi, see Mbappe winning, losing, and being the best of the best, and and what that has to do to inspire the rest of the, the, the world, dog. You know what I mean? Especially here in the States, man, where soccer's really starting to blow up, dog. Like, it's wild. Anyway, it was a hell of a game, bro. I mean, it was almost scripted, you know? It just it's almost seemed that way, because... Almost it, I remember scripted, we were, it was 2-0, two, two you know, to, through a good part of the second period. Yeah. And, and second half, and all of a sudden... These guys score two goals in a minute and a half. Like that. One, one off of, of a penalty and the other one was like off of, I, f- I forgot. How. No, it was just a pass. It was a breakaway pass. And then uh, it was like a one-two where yeah, they pass it to Mbappe. Quick. And it, uh, like over the top. And he Hell just hit it one time. Mbappe, bro. I'm telling Hell you. Hell of a goal by Mbappe. Imagine. And then, like, yeah, like you said, the first overtime period comes, nothing happens. You're like, all right. Then the next one comes, and then Argentina scores. And you're thinking, and the world's oh, over. Oh, my God. They did it. They won. And out of nowhere, there no comes Mbappe, dog. Mbappe again. Guess the had pen- to be Mbappe. Had to be Mbappe, dog. Had to be it's again, dog. Like, so, no, how it, do you script that, dog? It, like, it, come it, on, dude. It went to PKs. Of course, they both go first. Mbappe hits his. Messi hits his, and the the you know Argentina just outperformed them. They 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 made all of theirs, man. They kept the resolve for longer. That's the way to see it. You know what I mean? Because again, it's it's hard. It's very nerve wracking to take a PK. You know, it's not easy. That You're, one kid that sailed it left, I missed it all together, man. That kid is hating life right now. You know what I'm saying? And his teammates are trying his bet their best to pick that guy up to kind of get over that. But the stage, the the stage is literally the world, dog. And how the stage about, is the world. How about dog. the announcer? Uh, oh, that was cool too. Andre Cantor, I think his name is or something like that. That, that was cool. That he's Argentinian as well, which listening to the broadcast, I'm like, this biased ass mother. Like, right? you know what I mean? Like he's announcing the game, but he's also clearly an Argentina fan. Which I so felt like, like they could have picked somebody who was like more kind of in the middle, but, but I guess. that moment right there went viral at the end of the game when they finally yeah, won and like, he's just overcome with joy and he's like almost crying as he's like continuing the broadcast. It, it was dope, man. It that, was that, dope. So, that shows like soccer's soccer's different, bro. I'm telling you, man, it's the world's game for a reason. Yeah, Anybody bro. can pick it up and play it, bro. Yeah, and, I, and and what I said, like Messi winning, the impact that that's going to have on soccer globally, globally, is like the same level that it had when Pelé won, dog. And everybody was on top of the world and wanted to be like him. That spurned of generation of so many, so many, so many great players, including Messi. And now Messi's going to do that. Like 10 times more because of the age of digital media that we're in, where everybody can see him and who's, share his who's content. Who's the original number 10? The original number 10 is Pele, though. It's Pele. There's been a great, uh, all, right, all the greats were 10. Right. Maradona, I mean, that's why I asked. Pele, who's the Neymar. Who's the you know what I mean? Like, there's the, that number has always Mbappe. been Mbappe. Like, that number has always significant, like, signified the best player on your team. Almost I always. I wonder who's Almost the OG, always. dog. I mean, like, number 10 for us is Pulisic. No, I know that. You know what I mean? I mean it like, was Landon Donovan. Is You know, like, it's it's been, um you know, Clint Dempsey. You know, like. Right, right. That's dope. That's that's the number. That's the number. That's the number that kids, again, want to be. I'll, the next kid that's coming up in the soccer world is dying to rock that 10 because of Messi. It's just like that. And that kid in 10, 15 years is going to be dying to rock that 10 because of Mbappe. You know, especially if he keeps it going at, at the pace he's at right now. Do you think Messi comes to NRFC and that whole rumor that supposedly he's coming after this year? For sure he's coming, but I don't know if it's going to be after this year. 
He's still got a lot of money to make in Europe. I don't think he's that ready How to be relaxed. More, dog? I mean, dog, look, he just won the World Cup, dog. This guy's about to make another like $3 billion. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He has, a, he has what? $5 billion. Yeah, you stay already. there, dog. You stay there and you milk How that shit. How much money did Barcelona pay that guy? I don't even know. Dog. But this guy has to milk it. Of course he's not coming right now, man. Nah, bro. Relax. Hey, that Miami thing is going to be a fat here. contract at PSG? Yeah, he's not coming until that stadium is built. When the stadium is open, then we can entertain the talks about Messi coming. He ain't playing that drive pink stadium. That dude is not fucking playing. <laughs> no bets. Get the fuck out of here. They better move that shit to no fucking pro player. That's or, not fucking pink you know? Travis Powell's with that shit. That, is. Yeah, man. There's no way. There's no way, though. There's no way. They wouldn't even be able to hold the amount of, like, traffic, media, people. Might as well host nah, that nah, shit nah, at nah. my lander. No, do it at the Super Bowl. Yeah, the only place that you can have a guy like Messi play, dog, is at like a Super Bowl type place. Hard Rock, baby. Hard Rock. That's it for right now. It's, it's the for right now. Leave so, Maurice yeah. alone. Yeah. Hey, that's gone, dog. Oh man, but that was dope. That was, was super dope. dope to, a to great watch. World Cup, man, and I, and I hope that that really opens the 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 eyes of more people to the game of soccer and how beautiful it can be, whether it's on the national level or on the club level, man. It's a really beautiful game. It really is. No doubt, man. Let's do this, bro. Let's wrap this show up, man. And it's time to tell a friend. To tell a friend? To tell one more friend. To be a friend and tell a friend. To tell another friend about this amazing podcast. Guys, help us get to 500 subscribers on YouTube. Go to our YouTube page right now. Legitimately costs you zero dollars. Zero dollars. Doesn't cost you anything. If you're watching this video already and we've been seeing the views coming yes. in, just drop drop the subscribe. Hit that button right there where it says subscribe. And then you can hit the like button and drop a little comment and say, yo, so so I like your shirt, which is available right now. Empire BTQ. Holla Miami Zoom. Um yeah man. Make sure to check us out. Hit that subscribe button. Y'all Until ready. next time. Peace. Peace.